Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health podcast. I'm Olga Hayes, and today we have our entire Sharp Best Health team in the virtual studio, so to say. Ladies, please introduce yourself. Well, I'll go first. Hi, everyone. This is Megan Sperling, manager of Sharp Best Health. So happy to be with the whole team today. <laughs> hey, it's been a while. This is Emily Myhouse. It is fun. We, it's been... It's been, a, it's been a minute since we've all been, been together. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is Janice Chin Quanco. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I definitely agree. We should get together for podcasts a little more often, ladies. So it's a lot of fun. So on today's episode, we want to talk about the benefits of movement or benefits of physical activity. We're not going to be talking necessarily about the fitness aspect of it we're just going to talk about the benefits of being active moving your body right and our discussion comes with a little bit of a twist today so the twist is the fact that we all know that exercise or movement is good for us right we know Mm -hmm. that regular physical activity helps with weight management and it reduces diseases and it improves sleep strengthens the bone and muscles, it increases our chances of living longer. So all of that is well known and documented, right? So we're not gonna be talking about all these benefits, although they are not to be dismissed, obviously. And we are about one year, uh, one year, one month into the new year. And so a lot of us probably made um, New Year's resolutions to move a little more to kind of rip the benefits of exercising to help us be healthier and live longer. But we kind of want to also share a few perks of exercising or movement that go far beyond the familiar argument in favor of health enhancing and life extending benefits of exercise. So on today's episode, I'm so excited to, to talk about four hidden or less known benefits of movement that go way beyond the well-known benefits, right? So let's go and dive in. Anyone would like to start? Uh, this is Megan. I'll go first. Hi, Megan. All right. So um, I'll take it from here. And thank you so much, Olga, for that introduction. I I got to say, um, I think this is a, a topic that is so important and really near and dear to my heart. We're so kind of... Um, narrow often when talking about the benefits of exercise and it unfortunately gets so often tied to the numbers on the scale and how you Mm -hmm. look and and there's just so much more that um not even exercise uh, but just being being physically active and moving um these benefits can be so so um significant for so many of us and the area of benefit that i wanted to explore is the relationship between being being active, however that means, whatever that means to you, mm-hmm. and moving your body consistently and how that activity and, and that kind of lifestyle can help with um, brain function. So we are, uh, uh, feels like a thousand years, but a little over almost three years into a pandemic. And oh. 
I've been hearing a lot about brain fog. You know, I I think a lot of us, uh, through a multitude of different reasons and factors, don't feel as, forgive the pun, sharp as we want to <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. I Where's the punch? Where's the I, punch? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do think that um, for those of us who really want to kind of stay, again, I'm sorry for using this word, sharp, but cognitively, there's so many reasons to have an active lifestyle and build a little bit more activity and movement into your day. And so I just sort of wanted to go through a few of these. So Essentially, one of the benefits that I wanted to kind of just share is that being active actually um, feeds your brain. Being active increases blood flow to the brain. Most of us know that. And due to the high metabolic demand, the brain demands um, of good circulation, exercise aids in that. Um, Your brain needs that good circulation and exercise, movement, activity. That actually contributes to that great circulation that your brain so, so essentially requires. And an increase in the blood flow is um, not ex- not only extremely beneficial, it's essential. It induces good blood flow to deliver to all the nutrients required to carry out the brain's job. And it also increases production molecules important to brain function, including memory. So memory mm-hmm. is another cognitive benefit that I did want to just call out. Um, we all hold memories very dear to us. And in reality, um, we really tend to actually only remember a small fraction of our lives, which is kind of sad if you think about it. I don't mean to bring us all down. And um, being active can actually help you access memories. And so when you have that even just a small bit of activity built into your day-to-day life, you improve that retrieval process for your brain to um, retrieve memories quickly. And also it allows you to basically um, increase storage in your brain so that you can actually hold on to more memories. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to mention that there is some wonderful research from um, Brigham Young, also some great research from the Western University in London, Canada, that has found a strong correlation between being active and creativity and mm-hmm. being active and problem solving. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that seems to be based on the fact that being active and moving a lot tends to increase your hippocampus and it can help to increase your ability to increase engage in higher brain function. And so if you've ever heard us talking about mindfulness, you might see a correlation here. Mm-hmm. There's some similar benefits to practicing one of these things and the other. So these are just a couple of the things that I wanted to mention. Creativity, uh, problem solving, improved memory, and it just better overall brain function are some of the benefits of being um, active and moving your body. And that's it for me. That is fantastic. <laughs> Way to start off. Right. Yeah. Coming so, in so strong, many, Megan. If any of you are, uh, you know, yeah. thinking about your neck, your career path at Sharp, maybe being active will help you gear up for a, a new role or a new challenge or, mm-hmm. or something that you want to uh, tackle. So yeah. you can also think about it from that perspective as well. Yeah. Well, I just was reading something about how they, I think it was from Harvard. Harvard, they said. Exercise is meditation in motion, which I thought was really astute Mm. and goes exactly what you're saying, Megan, is when we are moving our body, it allows our brain to free up and actually think through things that we might not necessarily if we were if we weren't moving. So elegantly put. Thank you for sharing that, Emily. I love this. And I just wanted to share the personal observation that kind of supports what Megan is saying, how sometimes you're stuck in this 
in in a work-related problem of some sort, right? And you just feel like you can't find a solution or you're not sure which way to go. And then you take a quick walk and all mm-hmm. of a sudden the solution just comes to you and it's crystal clear. And I think that just makes sense based on what Megan said, that, you know, exercise stimulate our brain activity and improves our cognitive functions. So I love that. Absolutely. Um, Emily, you were kind of on a roll or, or starting to be on a roll with that Harvard comment. Do you want to do you want to kind of take on the next sort of um, topic of hidden benefits? Yeah, well, I think that this is a good segue. You were just talking, Olga, about feeling stuck, mm-hmm. and which is kind of a, a good transition into what I wanted to talk about. I have been listening to a book on Audible, which I I don't know why I just recently discovered Audible, but it is it is amazing. I, there's so many books I want to read, and I just don't have time, so I've been listening to them on my commutes. And one of those books that I've been listening to is called Burnout. It's by two sisters, um, Amelia and Emily Nagowski. So it's Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking Stress. We'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And they talk about this idea of completing the stress cycle, um, which really means it's sort of allowing yourself to go through your emotions and your body to go through emotions, they they characterize it like a tunnel, right? We have to go, feelings and emotions are like tunnels. You have to go through them to sort of see the light of, at the end of the tunnel. And exhaustion happens when you get stuck in that emotion. So their, their whole premise is talking about when we are in a stress cycle, we are experiencing stress. We have to be really intentionable. Intentionable. Why do I keep saying intentionable? Maybe it's my maybe it's my brain frog. <laughs> I think maybe it's need to word. take a walk. I mean, we need to take a walk. Intentional <laughs> about actually recovering from our stress, and so uh, one of the ways they give six different evidence based ways. You guys, my brain. I'm sorry. I'm like going off of like three hours of sleep. I'm going to pause. Oh, you want to start over? Okay. Just going to start that. Oh, I'm so sorry, Emily. Are it's you okay? okay? Are you okay? <gasps> Slowly just deteriorating, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you know, that sounds great. For, we should keep this all in. Because <laughs> this is real. This is, this this, is reality. This is real this life. Is reality. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, then we will. gracious. Well, now you know. Okay, Emily, so if I keep messing up my words, you know why. <laughs> well, and, and I think that whether we keep this in or not, you could even say, you know, I want to be transparent with everybody that I, I don't feel 100% today. And nope. that can be okay, too. But it's up to you. And probably a lot of other people don't, too. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the common theme. And well, so no, we're, we're all doing the best with what we have, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So to complete the stress cycle... They offer six different evidence-based strategies for completing it. And one of those strategies is physical activity. Mm. There's a lot of research about when we are engaging in movement, we are activating the neurochemicals. So we are producing endorphins, which helps us feel a lot better. And it's reducing cortisol and adrenaline. All that to say, when we are experiencing stress, just to remove ourselves from the stressor often isn't enough. We actually have to complete that stress cycle by doing actively doing something. Again, no pun intended, but we actually have to do something to feel better from it. And so 
getting out, walking, moving our body, it really doesn't matter what you're doing. The goal here is just to move Mm -hmm. your body in some way that makes sense to you, that fits your lifestyle, that you enjoy doing, to actually imagine the stress moving through you, right? Getting out of that, out of that tunnel. So I would highly recommend the book. Mm -hmm. Again, it's called Burnout. And they offer, it's not just physical activity, although that's one of the main uh, pieces to it, but they offer all sorts of ideas for actually completing Mm -hmm. that stress cycle. This is so good. We will, well, we will definitely link the book in the show notes, but I feel that this is such critical information considering that we have been in that state of exhaustion and stress and burnout for what, two years at this point? Mm-hmm. And I'm sh- we've talked about mm-hmm. preventing burnout, reducing burnout, reducing stress so often. And there's so many different techniques and tools. And I'm sure people have been trying all of that. So it's so wonderful to be able to offer this additional perspective on stress and the stress cycle and how to work through that cycle and how to get out of that cycle and how exercise can help. Basically, just using anything in our toolbox to help us through those um, emotions that we're experiencing right now, you know, during this pandemic. So I just love that different approach and that additional technique, if you will, or different view on the stress and how to get out of it. Basically, oh, don't just snap out of it. You actually have to complete that cycle in order Mm -hmm. to get out of that tunnel Mm -hmm. that you call it, I think, tunnel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the analogy that they mm-hmm. use. And that's really where they describe burnout happening is when we sort of get stuck in this feelings mm-hmm. tunnel. Mm-hmm. And so moving through that is how we essentially avoid burnout. I love it. It's so important, especially right now. So mm-hmm. thank you, Emily, for sharing this. And I actually I can go next because I have a perfect segue to this because you talked about endorphins, right? Mm-hmm. And also you talked about reading the book. So I have, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can talk about both. So I want to talk about how, you know, staying physically active or moving your body in the way that feels right to you at the moment, how that can also improve our social connections and bonds and increase sense of belonging, which I think is also super important right now after mm-hmm being in this pandemic for so long and probably having that sense of isolation and disconnect with others. So I have just read a a great book too. It's called The Joy of Movement by Kelly McGonigal, who is a health psychologist and lecturer at Stanford Stanford University. And it's it's a great book. It it has so many interesting perspectives on exercise, but one that stood out to me was about exercise being a pathway to improved connections and social bonds. So Emily, you talked about endorphins, right? We all know Mm -hmm. that when we exercise, our body or brain releases this chemical called endorphins that are mostly known as feel-good chemicals because they act as a body's natural painkillers. But research shows that endorphins are also responsible for runner's high. Megan, you know what runner's high is, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I so, could have brought it up with the cognitive function discussions, too. Yeah. This, all this is so interrelated. But yes, Olga, definitely so. familiar. Very much. So runner's high is an exercise-induced 
mood boost. And but it's not it's not exclusive to running as you know, I can attest to that. Uh, a similar bliss can be found in any sustained physical activity or whenever we move our bodies. And so that runner's high that's uh, caused by the endorphins is actually also responsible for increasing the sensation of connection to others. And I'm sure we can all kind of testify to that because when we exercise with others or we go on a hike or a walk with someone we care about or love, it kind of increases our pleasure of being around other people, which can strengthen relationships, right? And reduce the sense of isolation. And a lot of people use exercise or, you know, staying physically active as an opportunity to connect with friends or loved ones. And like among couples, for example, when couples exercise together, both partners report more closeness later that day, including feeling loved and supported. Um, another study found that on days when people exercise, they report more positive interactions with friends and family and more um, more willingness to help out and do something nice for others. And um, I think it's important to keep in mind when we think about, you know, staying physically active, because, again, in this pandemic, we feel so isolated. And so the power of m movement and power of moving together can really extend our social networks and can help prevent loneliness and social isolation, which can, you know, have a lot of negative benefits, including depression, for example. So that was my my perk that I wanted to share today. Yeah, wonderful, Olga. Um, speaking of depression, you just mentioned that. I know that while there are, are um, so many more hidden benefits to this whole episode here, um, I do want to go ahead and segue into how physical activity and movement can help with those who may be going through depression. So I'm going to go ahead and head on into um, actually an article that um, I have found here by Harvard Health, in some cases, exercise or movement can be effective as antidepressants. Now, this may not be for everybody, but for some, maybe more in the mild cases of depression, um, but for most of us, there is real value in low intensity exercise or movement sustained over time as opposed to high intensity exercise. So it's not something that you'd have to just ramp up, get your, you know, get your heart rate up real fast, but even the low intensity can also reap great benefits here. And so with low intensity activity, a release of proteins, I'm going to get a little sciencey here, a release of proteins called neurotrophic or growth factors cause nerve cells to grow and make connections. So in return, this improvement in brain function makes you feel better. And going back to what Megan had talked about in her first perk here, it's neuroscientists have studied that the hippocampus in the brain, also known as the region of the brain that helps regulate one's mood, is smaller in size in those who are depressed. So movement and exercise supports nerve cell growth in the hippocampus, which again improves nerve cell connections to help relieve depression. So I also want to share, and we also share this a little bit throughout our podcast today, that depression may be caused may cause disturb sleep, reduce energy, appetite changes, among other symptoms, and um, which can all cause less motivation to exercise, correct? I think that we can all nod our head at that, having yes. that less motivation. We are. Um, 
nodding so this, our head, head. Yeah. So this can be a hard cycle to break in getting up and going outside and moving just a little bit, starting with five mm -hmm. minutes a day, then moving up to 10, then 15. Mm -hmm. As you make a routine, possibly with taking daily walks, or again, we all mentioned here, each and every one of us, any activity that you go out and you enjoy. So I want to go ahead and bring that the factor of movement can help with depression, but of course, with anything here, this is not a regiment for you. Go ahead and speak to your uh, primary care provider um, closely about this um, linking your, you know, your movement with with depression. Thank you so much, Janice. Yeah, we know that ex exercise is not a depression cure all, but it definitely, you know, sounds like it can help reduce yes. the symptoms. And I also wanted to add that exercise can help fight depression by helping us kind of get that sense of achievement, right? When we mm -hmm. complete something, that we did something, we finished that. And as a result, it enhances self-worth and shields us from negative self-beliefs, which often cause us to be depressed. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's kind of one of uh, additional kind of perks of uh, of moving. So thank you, Janice, for this. Sure. Well, thank you, everyone, for this very lovely and lively discussion. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just, it's easy to focus on all of those benefits of exercise that are well known, right? That we mentioned earlier today, the weight management and the physical fitness and improved sleep and decreased diseases. But it turns out that movement has so many other amazing perks that have a profound effect on our happiness and quality of life. And I think that now more than ever, ever it's important for us to think about those perks that we mentioned today, because we all struggling with isolation and reduce social bond and stress and burnout and probably reduce cognitive functions and depression and anxiety. So kind of understanding that exercise or movement can help with those things is very empowering. And everyone who listened today will agree and will leave this podcast feeling a little more inspired. And as soon as you finish listening, you'll just put down your headphones, get up and start moving with big, big smiles on your faces. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Olga. And I, I just want to reiterate, um, you know, something that you said that kind of stuck with me a little bit, which is uh, the relationship between being active and moving and being happy. Mm -hmm. Because we really, you know, we don't talk about happiness, I don't think in, in, in necessarily in, in kind of blunt ways. So when we think about well-being, we always talk about it in terms of um, stress or in terms of mm -hmm. the absence of, of chronic disease. And, and really, happiness is so foundational to a well life. So um, I, I really appreciate you kind of calling that out in particular and the joy that movement can offer us. So um, thank you so much for how you described it. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in to the Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful week. Bye. 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 Thanks, Thanks for listening. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.